Tournament Poker Edge Live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tournament Poker Edge Live, brought to you by TournamentPokerEdge.com. KB back once again as we approach the end of the summer, at least for me, hopefully not for other people, including today's guest, Ryan Van Sanford, is here, longtime friend of the TPE family, and uh, have been having a pretty damn good summer so far, right? Uh, yeah, not too bad. A uh, couple deep runs. Yeah, so talk a little bit about you know like when you got here, what you first played, and sort of some of the highlights so far leading up to where we are now. Yeah, so we should point out this is my first summer. Oh yeah, that's a very important note. Yeah. So people who've been around TP for a while, like, know that you, uh, you know, you were a member of TP. What when you were probably seventeen? Yeah, something like that. Somewhere 17, in that range. Um, but really, couldn't play much live poker until this year because you just yeah. turned twenty-one, right? Uh, you played some, like, I guess, like Indian reservation casinos and stuff like that, right? Yeah, a little bit. I, I moved to Florida when I was twenty, which has like eighteen plus mm-hmm. poker almost everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But for the, as far as the World Series goes, this is yeah, like this the is first it. This is the first summer. So actually, yeah. Before we get into like kind of what you've done so far this summer, I mean, talk a little bit about like, I mean, how excited were you to get out here and do your first WSOP? Um, pretty excited, but also not excited at the same time. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I've played a lot of poker tournaments, you know, at this point, and live poker tournaments are just. Normal. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because I guess it's uh, it's worth as far as speaking of things we need to mention, it's worth mentioning that you did win a WPT what six months ago, nine months ago. Yeah, I won one in November. Yeah. So it's not like, oh my god, I've never been on the big stage before. How how am I going to perform? And you already (laughs) obviously already knew not just how to play, but kind of the pressure of going deep and making runs and stuff. Yeah, I've been around a little bit. So I mean, in a lot of ways, it's just. A bunch of day ones, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, definitely nervous, because it's really easy to brick a bunch of day ones and just <laughs> lose 50k or whatever the whole summer. Don't I know it. Um, but yeah, but I mean, you got off to like a pretty good start, right? I mean, the first tournament of the year, you made a run-in, correct? Yeah, the, the big Colossus tournament, yeah. like 20,000 players. Uh, we had a we made day three and got like a 7k cash, which... Wasn't too bad. Yeah, I was really bummed to have missed that. Everybody listening to this probably knows that I got a little late this summer, so I didn't get to play the Colossus. But from what I heard, it was just an amazing tournament. Yeah, it was really fun. And uh, and then from there, I guess, well, I hate to call it a dry spell, but obviously that's how the tournament goes. You didn't win yeah, anything I, for I a week or two or whatever. a bad summer after that for maybe a month. Yeah, and then we come to the big, what, the Planet Hollywood. Planet Hollywood 1K. It's like a giant main event. Yeah, and so how many runners did that end up getting? 1,600 or something? Maybe 1,400? That's, that's insane. A lot. It's crazy that, it, like, I... Maybe I just wasn't aware, but I feel like when I first started coming to the World Series, you basically had the World Series, and then you had the Venetian Deep Stack Series, and then there was, like, no other real tournaments worth playing, unless you wanted to go to, like, Binion's and play, like, a 250 <laughs> or something. Um, yeah, obviously, I wouldn't know about before yeah, this year. But, that's true. Uh, there's a really good spreadsheet with everything. Yeah, it's gotten so much better. Like, there's literally like something for everybody to play. Whether you have, you know, you come to Vegas with a thousand, or you come to Vegas with a million dollars. Absolutely. Uh, and 
In fact, there's a there's a 500k. Yeah, there's a 500k. Ari was running 25k like every weekend. Yeah, absurd. Uh, but it's awesome. Like it's great for everybody in the poker community. We've talked a, a bit about some of the changes the World Series made this year and stuff, and how it's been really good. I think for poker in general, uh, and that's just one example of that. I guess is that there's literally infinite options now of things to play. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the Planet Hollywood tournament. Yeah. Um, it's always kind of weird because when you're here in Vegas hanging out with a big group of guys, and we've sort of been kind of, I guess, rolling with a group of like 10 or something or 12, you kind of start to lose track of who's where and who's going deep and what. And it, it, like that one kind of snuck up on me. I'm, I mean, I kind of knew like because we follow on Twitter and you might swing by the house or whatever. It's, but then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, Ryan's at a final table and there's like six people after something. <laughs> yeah. um, so talk about how that tournament went, you know, the sort of trajectory, and then uh, and talk a little bit about the final table. So. Um, yes, yeah, so there were three flights for day one. Uh, I ended up playing day 1A uh, and busted. And I remember texting like Ben Reason and being like, I'm definitely playing this tournament again. <laughs> this is a really good tournament. Yeah. Um, so I think I did something else during 1B. I think there was a different tournament. Uh, but I played 1C and ended up bagging like really nice stack, like 200K going to 4K or something. Sick. After winning Ace Queen versus Kings, like deep in the night. Nice. It's just pretty nice. <laughs> uh, day two, I probably had the worst table in the room. Really? Yeah, I had like uh, two people that I knew like fairly well, like on my left and one to his left, which. You know, it's pretty bad uh, in something like this, uh, which was just a 1K with, I mean, a sea of unfamiliar faces. It was a really good turn. Yeah. Uh, we ended up running good that day and not busting. Uh, they made us play till 5 a.m., which... I remember that. I was very unhappy with. But, uh, and was that because, like, somebody wasn't willing to stop, or was it just they they were like, we have to finish this many well, levels? Well, yeah, they put it in the structure that way, but, yeah, at 3 a.m., there were 27 of us left and almost 26 of us wanted to stop at 3 a.m. and the floor would have allowed it if we all agreed. And one guy was just like, no, we're playing. Oh, my God. I was not happy with him. <laughs> I, I, I don't ever, like, anti-sweat people, but yeah, I was anti-sweating that guy <laughs> real hard. <laughs> like, if we just lose him, we can all go home for the night. Yeah, that would be tough. I mean, I get exhausted by 11 p.m. when I'm playing poker. Not any other time, but... So I don't... Yeah, I don't know. It was It was rough. The 5 a.m. thing live would be tough. Online, I feel like it's a little different, but um, yeah, that's kind of brutal. Uh, but you survived that. Obviously. We survived that. We came back to day two with, or day three, excuse me, with maybe 18 people left. And where were you in the chip counts? I was pretty short. I had maybe 25 bigs or something. Okay. Um, and then just ran good? Played uh, good? Both? Just grinded the short stack for a long time uh, with 18 left. All the way down to final table, I still had like twelve bigs the whole tournament. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, with nine left, eight left, seven left. I think with six left, I still had like twelve bigs. <laughs> Finally spun it up. Uh, ended up getting four-handed and busting the tournament, which is never fun. We all know that, no. but it had to feel kind of good, to, like, especially after oh, a little bit of a stretch of not cashing anything. So much relief for yeah. to get my summer. Uh, just saved completely. Yeah, and that was nearly like nearly a hundred k score, right? Yeah, it was ninety eight k for fourth place. It was a really big tournament. Yeah, you, we were just talking about that outside. Like it suddenly dawned on you at some point that holy shit, it's like two fifty for first. <laughs> it was two eighty for first. I, at the time, I didn't think about it. I was like, yeah, it's first place, two eighty. And then like a week later, I was like, 
whoa, that was 280 for first in a 1K. Man, I wish I would have won. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can relate to that feeling from when I finished 18th in the ACR million. Oh, no. Where it was you? like 250 for first. Yeah. And literally, I cashed for $6,500. This is. Sixty five hundred is pretty cool. After I busted, I was like, "Well, that sucked." But yeah, sixty five hundred is good in America these days. Online. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but then, like two days later, you're kind of like, "Well, I could have been a quarter millionaire. <laughs> that would have been cool." Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, we always have those like second thoughts after a while. But that's okay. Hundred K is still good. Yeah, I was just real happy with it. Yeah. So then you bink that, and then you know, I guess you play a few other tournaments, and then what? The win. It was the next won. tournament I played. I think. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> nice way to It was like two days action. later. And I think I heard you saying something like you sort of decided to play that because it was on the 4th of July. Yeah, it was on the 4th of July. So I didn't think there'd be like many regs, uh, et cetera, because they all, it's a big drinking day. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think somebody actually was like, who's playing that? And I'm like, not me. It's my birthday. Not playing. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people want to go to the fireworks or do whatever. Yeah, I want to celebrate your birthday. Yeah. They, yeah, they want to, yeah, yeah, they want to hang out with me. Exactly. <laughs> so would you say that was like an equally soft field or? Um... Maybe a little tougher because the field was smaller. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, it was definitely still a pretty soft field. Cool. Uh, and then, so then we final table that one too. Yeah, which <laughs> was real nice. Uh, ended up getting sixth on that, which twenty five k. Yeah, and so now it's kind of like I assume the nice thing about like the the plan of Hollywood is it's like okay, free roll the summer, and they probably then some. Yeah. But then the 25K, now it's just like all gravy. It's like all icing on the cake, right? Uh, definitely. I think I might have been the chip leader with six people left. Oh, that's always fun. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it was kind of bitter. Um, I lost like maybe three flips in a row and just kept doubling shorties and ended up getting six. So I was kind of not happy with that. Right, makes sense. Uh, and the same day, there's this giant rainstorm in Vegas. Oh, yes. uh, the roads were just destroyed, and I wasn't even sure if I could get home. And I remember being like short and six handed. Like if if I get six and I can't get home, I'm gonna be furious. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I um a little aside. I got caught in that. I was coming home on dinner break from my day one of the main event, and I called Mark because Mark had rented the car, but I had taken the car to the World Series that day. And as I was driving home, I called him. I said, Mark, I think I'm gonna have to leave the car. Like I'm gonna have to abandon the car in the middle wow. of the road. Uh, None of you have seen this car, but it's like a little roller skate. Like we, I don't know what it is. It's like a Chevy something, but it's like the size of a shoe. Like it's so small, and I have no idea how I survived. To be honest, I mean, I, I was never worried about dying, but I was for sure thought the car was going to get swept down the road. In fact, the car right next to me did. Like oh, literally wow. turned sideways and just started floating down Decatur. Oh, that's it was insane, terrifying. Um, and finally, I just gunned it, drove through Decatur, somehow got home. And, uh, and then it just literally cleared up in like an hour. Yeah, it was, was really long. bad out of nowhere. Yeah, it was insane. So if, if you guys are really bored, go to YouTube and search like Las Vegas Flood 2015. You'll see videos of the roads. It was, it was insane. Uh, but back to poker. So you get that another nice little score, even though not as nice as you had kind of hoped. Not too bad, though. And then all of a sudden it's time for the big show, right? It's time to play the World Series of Poker event, event. The tournament everyone's been talking about my whole life. Yeah. And... Did you find yourself as excited about it as you like maybe thought you would be a couple years ago? Um, not really, no. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's a big part of it is that it's just like so far away to like make any money in it. It's it's right. like four days out to even cash and 
months out to even win. Yeah. I guess it might be more exciting if you were playing like a 10k sit and go or something. Because <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like immediate. Maybe, you know? yeah. I'm going to win something today. Uh, yeah, it just kind of felt like another day one. Yeah. Um, I had a really tough table, which made it worse. Yeah, it was interesting because Mark Eliotto played on day one. He was like, oh, softest table, great field. Like, I looked around, there was nothing but, like, you know, what appeared to be not professional poker players around. Yeah. And then I played on day two and had the, probably the toughest table I've ever had in a World Series of Poker event. And then everybody else I've talked to on either, or I, I said day two, on day one B. Yeah. Uh, and then everybody I've talked to about day one C had a tough table. Like, it just seems like maybe that day one was, day one A might have been the day to play. I, I had no choice because I was deep in the win. That's right. Um, I get the feeling that some of them are exaggerating. Yeah, you could be right. My table was legitimately like really tough. Yeah. Uh, there there was one like non-professional poker player who didn't play very many hands. Uh, and were, were there people at your table you knew, or you just yeah you just, within a couple hours you're like, oh, this is sick. Yeah, I I, I knew like one guy fairly well, um, Aaron Marmelstein. I know the name. Yeah. yeah, he like won this board out at WPT a few months ago. He's from the East Coast, and then like two two people on my table like nodded to him that they know him, and I'm like, oh, that's bad. Yeah, uh, and they were playing pretty well, and then some more people sit down and they like nod to other people, and <laughs> like, oh, that's fantastic. It's stealth monk sits down and it's yeah. fantastic. Just reg city. Yeah, um, yeah it, it that can definitely be a challenge. So what like. We were talking before we got on this podcast about like some of the adjustments that I felt I could have maybe made to my table and perhaps didn't make soon enough. Like, how do you adapt to a table when you sit down and you find out that it's not all fish; it's basically all sharks? Um, or do you just play your game? Yeah, that's a kind of tough question to answer. Like, everything's so situational. Yeah. Um, like, I will make some adjustments, uh, but I mean, they're so dependent. Like, uh, you know, you'll find out someone's, like, opening the cutoff, like, way too much or whatever, and you just start 3 betting them from the button. Yeah. Um, and I suppose that all shifts as the tournament goes on. You start 3 betting, they stop opening, so now you have to pick a different spot. To, yeah, to yeah, of in. course. The whole thing's a lot of fun. So there's, so there's no, like, you don't necessarily just sit down and go, okay, it's a tough table, I'm going to open a little less, or I'm going to, you know. Um, yeah, actually, that's fair. Yeah, I would say I open... A little tighter, because yeah, you're just not getting very many opens through at all. Right. Um, on an easier table, I would probably just start mashing. Right. Makes sense. So you sit down, tough table. Um, how did the day go? Like, from in you know, in terms of progression of chip stack, etc. Uh, I spun it up to thirty-eight thousand real quick from thirty thousand, which was pretty nice. I mean, within half an hour, which is a lot at one hundred big blind. Yeah. People, I don't think, necessarily realize how many chips that is. You know? A lot. Yeah. I mean, it's 80 bigs, right? 80? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a lot. And uh, <laughs> from there, it was all downhill. As, as tends, can tend to happen in the main event, uh, as I found out. Uh, was it just, you know, things not working, like whiffing a lot of flops? Was it just always having the second best hand? Um, both? Yeah, I'd say a little bit of both. People, like like I said, it was a tough table. They were definitely, like, punishing me for, like, opening too wide or whatever. Yeah. Um, getting punished for over-sea betting, too many bluffs. And right. Yeah, it was, it was not a great day. But you did play one, I remember, cool hand that you mentioned, which 
I don't know if you want to share your secrets quite yet on the air. We can always save it for another episode, but if yeah. you want to talk, it was Ace Deuce Hand, I think? Yeah, I don't want to mention that. Okay, we won't bring that up. Yeah. We'll save that one for like when you're 50, and you can talk about when I was a young kid. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was a fun hand, though. Yeah. Um, cool, so uh, what do you got going into day two? Uh, 15K, which doesn't sound like a lot from 30K, but it's plenty. Yeah, this is another thing we were laughing about. Like A lot of people go... Oh shit! You only got fifteen k. That sucks, or whatever. But yeah. or they at least think that you think it sucks. Yeah. So many of my friends were like, "Hey man, it's okay. You still got fifteen k. Like, pat on the back. You're doing fine." And I was like, "Yeah, I know. I'm doing fine. Like, it's okay." <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Mark uh, felt bad when he came back. He because he was, I think, he got up to like seventy k or something on day one, and he ended up bagging thirty one. Oh, that's way worse. Yeah, and it's yeah. kind of brutal. But thirty one is a lot of fucking chips. Yeah, it's a poker night event. Uh, in fact, we had we talked for a while before we started this podcast. So I keep referencing things we talked about, and I I joked. I think I would pay. Well, I wasn't even joking. I was saying that I would pay probably two thousand dollars to have like fifteen big blinds today in the main event. Yeah. And we were trying to. We said, well, somebody who's really good at math can probably figure out if that actually is, is a plus EV decision. Um, but it's just infinite chips, and when you have two hour levels, it's so many chips. Like I think Mark now I saw his recent most recent tweet he's still around like thirty five k and it's still like tons of chips. Yeah, there was a guy at my table right away like in level two I think who got aces in against Ace King and lost. Oh wow! Yeah, he was sad and still had like three k left. Uh, I think last twenty five hundred at wow. during a big one um, and bagged like thirty one k or something. Damn. The question is, how does Ace King get it in that early? Uh... <laughs> It wasn't you, was it? Well, it wasn't me. <laughs> I, I thought it was a little loose. Uh, they ended up getting it in on like the 10-9 deuce, two clubs, ace game clubs. Oh, okay. Uh, there were still a lot of bets pre. Yeah. I guess it's not quite as bad when you have that much equity, but it just still seems like a lot of trips to get in that early in the main. Yeah. But you hear about it every year. I remember... Five years ago or something, somebody got all in pre aces versus ace king, and ace king won. And I just remember thinking to myself, there has to come a point where you go, ace king's probably not good here. <laughs> Five years ago, people were like nuts, though, right? Yeah, I think at that point it had gotten just insane. I think there was this time in like, I mean, I, I wasn't around, but I think there was a time in like 2009 where it was like the Wild West, and everyone yeah. was like, you know, it has like a six bet folding range, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, all you have to do is look at the famous hand that I'll never remember the other guy's name, but the Sean Deeb hand, where Sean Deeb has aces yeah. and gets it in against Heinzelman, Aces. Heinzelman, Max Heinzelman. Yeah. yeah. And that was like a six or a... I think it was a six bet. It was big. It was too many bets. Yeah. <laughs> I know that much. With ace nine off. Although it is against Sean Deeb, so it's hard to say. Um, cool. Well, obviously, uh, good luck. Have you looked at your table draw yet? Yeah. It looks not too bad. I didn't recognize any names except Matt Savage, who is not a professional poker player. But it's going to be fun to hang out yeah, and talk yeah. to. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big Matt Savage fan. <laughs> yeah, so Matt, if you happen to listen to this, hello and say hi to Ryan. He'll be on your right. Please. Yes, he'll be on your right. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, thank you very much for hanging out and uh, filling us in on your summer. Hopefully we get to talk in like six or seven days when you make yeah. the <laughs> final cool. table or something. Um, but if not, uh, we'll look forward to uh, hearing from you further down the road and uh, again next summer at the World Series of Poker. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Cool. Uh, so if you guys want to follow Ryan on Twitter to keep up with his uh, World Series of Poker main event progress, he is at Ryan T-Y-F-L. Yep. I usually get that right, but sometimes I say it wrong. Uh, so you can follow him on Twitter, and 
stay tuned because we're actually, I think I'm going to do another episode of the podcast either tonight or tomorrow morning uh, with uh, Carlos Welch, and we'll find out how his first day of the World Series of Poker went as well. Uh, so thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you guys all next time on Tournament Poker Edge Live. Couldn't look you in the eye. You're just like an angel Your skin makes me cry You float like a feather In a beautiful world I wish I was special You're so very special But I'm a creep I'm a What the hell am I doing here?